Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is writer-director Brian Skiba, and we're going to be talking about his brand new exciting film entitled Pursuit. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hello, Jan. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here. All right, this is a ride. This movie is a ride from beginning to end. <laughs> it uh, yeah. captures you immediately and uh, doesn't let you go. <laughs> until the very end. So it's a very exciting film. Uh, so so our audience knows what this film is about. Why don't you give us the synopsis of Pursuit? Uh, it's, it, it's about a hacker whose wife's gone missing, and, and he's, he's on the search to find his wife. And, uh, you know, he's a bad guy, so he gets arrested by uh, Jake Bre- or Mike Breslin, played by um, Jake. And... Um, they, uh, you know, and he, he kind of, the hacker kind of manipulates situations to fit, fit his means, you know, what he wants to do. And, and, and he ends up going back to his hometown in Arkansas, and, and, uh, and that's where he's, he's abducted. And uh, Mike Breslin has to hunt him down to try to, to, try to get him back. I know, it's a, it's, it's a caper within a caper within a caper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing on top of another in this film. Uh, you've got a, it's a, it's a, you wrote this, so I always am interested in where ideas come from. Where did this idea come from for you? Uh, well, I can't take full credit. I, I I came in I came in in the late stage and and just did just enough to qualify for a credit. Um, it was actually the bra- the brainchild of Andrew Stevens, the Andrew Stevens uh, producer actor. Um, you know, mentor of mine. He he uh, he he did the Walking Tall series, and he wanted to do something in that genre. So he and Don Burstein and and Ben Fury, they uh, they crafted this script that I then came in and, and with producer oversight uh, did a little bit of a draft on it, and then from there it just it was actors' notes and things like that that I was getting. So I can't take full credit for it, but um, you know, I, I I definitely had. Uh, uh, my two cents in there for sure. Um. Well, oh, <laughs> uh, well, it is uh, as I said, a very exciting um, movie. You've got a, a, a really great cast. Um, let's talk about that because John Cusack is one of my favorites. I, I love him and everything he does. And this is a little different role for for John in this. And Emil Hirsch is very different in this uh, particular role too. So let's talk about the casting uh, of this film. Yeah, it's, it was interesting because um, John came on really early. He was the first one to come in. John is very active in the scripts. He gives notes. We would go through it. He would we would we would read lines, talk about it. He's very deep, and, and he wanted to create a different type of action film, and 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 not you know because he he he, he gets a lot of offers, and I, I don't think he wanted this action film to fall into that genre of it just being a musclehead action film. You know, the way he pitched it was always. Uh, this is an indie action, you know, where it's where it's got, like you say, it's got lots of layers, lots of stories. Um, you know, it's 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 not just a, a straight through line, um, you know, which makes it interesting. And 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 so um, John was was very uh, active in that aspect, and and he he crafted, helped craft his character and, and those moments. He wanted to say stuff without saying it. That was one of the big things he wanted to do. Um, Emil Hirsch, he was, uh, you know, he, he came in, and Rick had already been established as a hacker. He already had kind of a disorder where he doesn't feel emotion, and so Emil just took that and ran with it. You know, he's like, let's put let's put face tattoos on, and I was like, oh man. 
tattoos on an actor. I don't uh, face tattoo. All right. You know, if that's, you know, most actors, if I said, let's put face tattoos on, they'd be like, no way, man, don't touch my face. Um, but he was, he, he wanted something different. You know, I think he wanted to step outside the usual roles that he gets. He, you know, he's very much a character actor. Fantastic. I mean, he just, he comes in, he knows his lines, an absolute pro. Um, you know, and then we have Jake Manley, you know, who's, who's, who plays Mike Breslin. Again, uh, Breslin was a character that, you know, we, we didn't want to stereotype. We didn't want to put in, you know, a reacher, a big six foot guy that's just going to kick everybody's butt. I wanted this film to feel more real, you know, more realism to it as opposed to, sur- you know, surrealism. So we, we, uh, so we went with a young kid, you know, and I felt like that was also done to kind of attract the younger crowd, you know, to this film. Um, and then we have Elizabeth Ludlow from Peacemaker, who's fantastic. You know, she's just a absolute star in the making. Uh, William Cat, you know, we we had some, we had a great cast. You know, absolute great cast. Um, it's, it's fantastic to have everybody in this film. Well, you do have a great cast, and, and Andrew, you mentioned Andrew Stevens, and uh, he produced this, but he also has a part in this film too. Uh, yeah, no, he does. It's it's funny because I. He, I went to him. I was like, I, I, you know, after reading the script, he was producing, and I was like, all right, so, you know, what, what do you, what do you, what do you want to play, Andrew? I want you in the film. You know, typically he doesn't, he doesn't like to inject himself. He's, he's a producer now, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a great producer. But you know, he does. He, he, he was a great actor, back, you know, and 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 in his own right, done a lot of great films, worked mm-hmm. with some amazing directors, Brian De Palma, you know, Fury, and things like that. So having him in the film um, was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So. I can yeah it, well the the film is fun <laughs> it is fun even though it's it's uh, it as I said uh, at the beginning it takes you on on quite a, a ride where did you film this uh, we filmed in uh, Little Rock uh, and then a town just outside of Little Rock called Lone Oak. Okay, so was this film prior to the pandemic or during the pandemic or after the pandemic or well, while we're still in the pandemic and. <laughs> We haven't quite. It was it was during it was, it was filmed during the summer of last year. So we we had a real quick turnaround. Um, you know, we, we uh, Lionsgate had a release date, um, actually a later release date, and then they came to us and said, "Guys, can can we release it in February? Can you get it done by then?" So we we really expedited our. Oh, wow. Our yeah. Um, it was it was summer of last year during the pandemic. Wow! Wow! So how was that for you filming during the pandemic? Uh, Arkansas was kind of over it. (laughs) It was like, uh, I I live in Los Angeles and everybody here is still masked and, you know, distancing and all this other stuff. We flew into Arkansas and the first night I'm there with Andrew, he and I go to a a restaurant and like, nobody's, everybody's in a tight packed line. Nobody's wearing a mask. And I was just like, okay, you know, this is a little culture shock at first. Um, but then, you know, you, you realize, you know, that's, that's just their, you know, I, I think everybody was a little different. And, and we were there when Delta exploded, and it just happened that Little Rock was the hot spot. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, all right. So we isolated as a crew. We kept our masks on, and, and we did all right. We pulled out without unscathed, fortunately. Well, do you, do, now, nowadays, I see in the credits, they have to have, you know, it's the COVID protocol team, you know, whatever they're calling it, you know. But I see that very often in the credits. Uh, um, did you have that on this film? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a compliance officer, and yeah, we had two of them. And so um, 
you know, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, I'm, all the films I've done since COVID's come out, we have that position and they make sure everybody's wearing masks. They make sure the testing's done. Uh, uh, you know, I think until recently we were testing almost every other day. Um, so it's, it's, a. Uh, you know, it, it's important because you have actors without masks on, and if one of them does get sick and, God forbid, actually passes away, that would be tragic. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Very, very, very. What was the most difficult part of filming this? Did you, and how long was your shoot? Uh, we had 15 days. Um, oh, you know, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was really fast, really fast shoot. Um, I only had Emil and John for three days. I, I, that was probably the most difficult part was was definitely uh, time it's, it's always something producers always come to me and ask what do you want more of it's like i have plenty of toys i have i have the tools i have all the tools i want mm-hmm. uh, it comes down to time you know give me more time so i can so i can um craft these things better but um in this day and age you know time, time is money so they uh they crunch it down and and we make do, you know, we, we, we had, we had John days where we just filmed John and did everything and we had the meal days. And then we went back and cleaned up whatever we had. So it's a, but yeah, it was a very fast shoot. And, and that's, and that's the difficulty with, with this, uh, this level of film. I, I would think that would be extremely difficult to have your two leads and only have them for three days each in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a 15 day shoot. Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a scheduling uh, phenom. I mean, we we pulled it off, but um, you know, it, it's it, you just you just got to go. I mean, it's one of these things in the indie films. I was I was talking to the to the uh, to my fight coordinator. He, he works for Marvel a lot. He did he did Spider Man and stuff like that, and, and he works with uh, Christopher Nolan. And I was like, we're, we're we're getting ready to do a fight. We have an hour and a half to shoot the fight, and I was like, I went to him. I was like, so how long would Marvel give you to shoot the fight? He was like, Oh, we'd have uh, four days for prep, you know, three days to, to, to choreograph. And then we go in for a week and shoot it. And if we didn't like it. We go back for another week and shoot it. And I'm going, man, and I'm doing this in an hour and a half. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's definitely a different world of filmmaking, but it, it, it makes you quick on your feet. Quite a comparison. <laughs> Quite a comparison in looking at how they do it and how you had to do it. So I'm sure going forward, um, for you, having more time would certainly be a luxury. I mean, 15, I've, I've, that's one of the shortest shoots I've heard <laughs> for a film of this magnitude, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put a lot on the screen. I mean, everything, I, uh, since release, I've gotten a little flack. People say the explosions are CGI, and I'm going, these are all real. I mean, everything we did is in camera. I mean, we, we packed it in in 15 days, and, and I had a great team of stunt guys. I had a great special effects team, uh, one of the best in the business, and uh, we blew everything up. All Every fireball you see is real. Every gunshot's real. I mean, we, we put it all on the camera, and we, we didn't we didn't fake anything. I, I, I like films that are spectacles, you know, and I think visual effects has kind of taken that away yeah you know it's well yeah we're so used to it but now we can you know when you go watch a film you can look at it and go oh that's all well we know it some certain things have to be cgi because there'd be like you couldn't possibly film them other than through cgi but there's some things that don't necessarily need to be cgi i don't think and then you just watch it and you go you know it is you know it's doesn't look obviously doesn't look that real it doesn't look that good and or anything you know but some some 
can be fan- fabulous, and you have no idea whether it's CGI or not. But I think we've just all become so immune with with it at this point that maybe we do think that everything is cgi that we're watching any longer yeah no, i know some people do they my explosions looked apparently so good they think they're visual effects or you know so what it's it, but it's all real i mean we, we did it all on camera and yeah and, and, and spectacle yeah and, it, and i think that makes it for you i would think and also for the cast uh, a lot better and easier to react to other than, you know, I mean, I think it'd be very hard as an actor to be acting against the green screen all the time. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to, for any kind of actor to have to just visualize, okay, here comes a fireball at you, you know. I mean, um, we, we have we have a, an actor that actually, uh, Joe Perez, he actually, he's a stuntman, but he went, we had a fireball envelop him. I mean, that was the whole, and it's for real, and he's really taken the fireball, and he caught on fire, and, you know, and, and granted, he was it's all special effects and a special effect yeah, special effects the fireball special effects but it's all stunts we had them all you know uh done up with all the uh, proper gear and everything and it, it's uh but you know that's that's kind of the fun of action films especially these the style of action film or at least the style of films i want to make which are you know these these action kind of throwbacks to the 90s when when everything was in camera yeah. That's a good, that's a very good, I, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but that is exactly what this film is is like. Yeah, you know, throwback. To an era before we were doing all of these uh, big action films the way we are doing them now, uh, the you know, the Marvel, not to say anything's wrong with that, because I, I enjoy the Marvel films and DC and all of that, too. But, you know, it's nice to have uh, films like your film that, are, you know, just bring you back to a it almost does feel like a different per- a period piece in a way, you know, compared to what we're watching. And it's nice. It's nice to be brought back to those kinds of films. This, that's why I like what I do, because it's all about independent films and documentaries. And, um, and I, I love that's why I love talking to independent filmmakers, because it's an entirely different uh, way of making a movie than the big blockbusters. I've always had the mentality of, of you know, if, if I don't have the budget to go huge like Marvel, I mean, because granted, if Marvel knocked on my door. I'm not saying that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I don't have that budget, you know, what, what, how do I, how do I achieve it and still make it look great? And, and that's always, uh, and and uh, that's always been the challenge. And and I think when you do have a, an action film, um, you know, and, and you only have, you know, Marvel's catering budget to make it with, you know, so you 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 go, you find ways to make it look huge and big and and practical explosions practical effects stunts those kind of things i think that's where you can succeed with those kind of things yeah and you did and you have with this film you're you you're very prolific you you're you're doing a lot of films you're directing quite a few things you've got um an interesting one coming up which um is the about the golden state killer how did you get involved in that because that has that's the interest in that film i would assume in making that film had to be huge that there's probably a lot of competition for people who want to do, want to do that film so how did you get involved in that and have you started shooting it or are you just in the pre-production pl- stages right now? Um, we're just in pre-production. It's the same group that uh, produced uh, Pursuit, same producer. So it's Andrew Stevens and Don Burstein and Alan Burstein um, and Grindstone, um, you know, Stan and Barry. So th- those are the same guys. And and uh, they they came to me, I think it was in November, November, and said, hey, we'd like you to direct this film. And so we've... Um, 
you know, so we're they're in the process of casting. Um, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting project because um, he was such a despicable person. I mean, he really was a despicable person, and and what he did was just um, absolutely horrifying. So, I, you know, finding actors that want to play that part mm-hmm. has been very tough. I, I think that's been the, the challenge for that project at this point. Is uh, you know, it's it's uh, we've heard a lot of agents come back to us and say, I just don't want my my actor to have that kind of reputation wow. so they, they've they've had to switch gears and kind of make the story more about the police that caught him you know there's a there was there was a big movement in the police force you know the development of dna the development of uh, of rape kits and these types of things that that unfortunately you know joseph d'angelo brought about because they were like how do we catch this guy well they had to develop all this stuff in the, in the late 70s and 80s and uh they weren't there i mean they weren't rape kits weren't there you know dna testing wasn't there and so these guys that were chasing joseph d'angelo uh came up with a lot of this stuff and so i think that's where the focus is starting to change um and, and so i think the story is going to go more in that direction and kind of tell the story of, of the police and how they did it i actually have to i have to say i think that'd be a more interesting story to be honest with you than just focusing on on the on him you know uh, again yeah. glorifying him is not what anybody wants to do but y- you get enough of, but i think that's the fascinating story of how they caught him after all those years and i did not realize that they were you know a lot of the things that they uh used to catch him were things that they ended up developing in order to catch him so i think that's a fascinating story you know this the the story behind the story yeah no it really is a story behind the story and and so it'll be a great project i mean i i think um hopefully by summertime we're 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 shooting it but um yeah it it, it'll be a i think that'll be a really good film all said and done i i think so too i think there's a lot of interest around it um for sure Are are you shooting that in california or are you shooting it somewhere else uh mississippi mississippi yeah mississippi you know the tax incentives it, it, that kind of drives where these you know the we're, we're doing you know we're doing films in the one to three million dollar range and so the tax incentives kind of drive those uh those those budgeted films you know so. mississippi yeah. in the summer oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did pursuit in the summer, so I I, I, I know the I know the feeling. I, I, I still have bug scars on my legs from all the all the ant, all the bugs that shoot us up. So. In Arkansas. <laughs> oh man, I yeah the uh, chiggers. I got chiggers and woke Ooh. up one morning and my my ankles were just all red and I was like, what is this? You know, <laughs> you know, did I get leprosy? I don't know. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, that would be that would be a little scary, yeah, to wake up and not really know it had had eaten up your legs a little bit too. So you have also you work you 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 go as I said you're very prolific. You go back and forth. You do film and you do TV. So talk let's talk a little bit about for you. Um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer television uh, or do you prefer films or the combination or do you just like the variety? Um, where what's for, for you? What what really is your passion um you know i mean when i did my um when i i I did a grindhouse movie when i first started and and that got picked up by e1 and did very well and so i got an opportunity to direct a show for showtime and dean kane came in and um we had all these producers and they were trying to wine and dine and everything and and dean comes over to me he's like let's grab a drink and we had a drink he sits down and he goes look man he's like you're the only filmmaker in the room and and it's and it's true it's 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 to heart i i just enjoy the process 
Um, I love the process. And, um, and I think that's really what drives me day to day. You know, I mean, I think some people get into film for fame, some people for money. Um, I'm in it because it's, I, I'm passionate about it. I love the process. And, um, and so when it comes to, and, and, and that you, you could, you could argue maybe that's my downfall or my, uh, my success, you know, is, is because I, I, I love all types of films. I love, love comedies. I love Christmas movies, you know, and, and I don't just, I don't, I don't, um, you know, so when, when a project comes to me, it's, it's not always about, well, who's in it, you know, what's, what's the budget. It's more about, is it a good story? You know, am I telling, a, you know, am I telling a really good story that people are going to find, you know, funny, action packed, uh, interesting, engaging, you know? And so that's, that's where I, I start. That's where my, you know, process starts when I look at scripts. I mean, I get handed a lot of scripts, but, um, you know, so I, that's, that's really it. And, and even the TV films that I do, which, which I, which I coined my day job because it, it's, you know, I have four kids and I still have to make a living. So, you know, and it, it's like, um, you know, so, and I, and I enjoy doing them, but those I get sent, you know, probably three or four scripts a week. And, and out of those I'll pick, you know, a one, you know, because it's, I want something that again is going to engage the audience and I can look at it and go, okay, oh, this is a different because TV movies are regurgitated. And so when it's, when you get something different, it's like women trapped on an Island. Okay. Well, that's something different and cool that we can do. And so, um, you know, so that's, that's really what I look for. That's great that you like so many variety, like you like a lot of variety. So you haven't been pigeonholed as a, as a director and one kind of genre over another. Yeah, I almost did. I was, I was close to being the Christmas guy. <laughs> I, was, I was real close to that. I, I had done, uh, I think seven or eight Christmas movies back to back. And then I did one for universal and, and I had a really close friend of mine who's a producer, Canadian producer, um, Kirk. He, he came to me and was like, he's like, Brian, we got to get you an action film. I do not want you to get pigeonholed. And so he's the one that put together the second for me. And, and I, I couldn't be more appreciative because that's where I want That's where I've always wanted to be. I've always wanted to be in the action thriller market. And, um, you know, and so to get there was, uh, was, was awesome because I was, you know, I, I started hearing the, the rumblings of the Christmas guy. And I was like, I love Christmas. I have a son born on Christmas, but I don't want to make just Christmas movies, you know? So um, you were born on Christmas. No, my son, my son, Tyler. Oh, okay. born on Christmas. Yes. I have a Christmas baby. Ah. <laughs> That's fun. That's that. That's got to be exciting too. I, yeah, it's interesting how you you were also um, the you were the Arizona filmmaker of the year. So let's talk a bit about about that. How did that come about? Um, I, I just done um, I, I done a film called Blood Moon Rising, which was a uh, which got picked up by E One, and it was like this zombie grindhouse again. It was a type of film where it was like, okay, I, I have fifty thousand dollars, I can't do Marvel. Let's do something very you know, I want to do something cool and simple. So I did a grindhouse esque type film, you know, very like um, silly over the top, you know, fun kind of zombie flick. And it did very well. And so then I got my, I got picked up uh, to do a Showtime film called Dirty Little Trick. And um, I filmed both of these in Arizona. And, uh, and after the Showtime film came out, it, uh, actually we premiered it at the Phoenix Film Festival. And when it premiered at the Phoenix Film Festival, those guys were like, hey, um, you know, you should come to the after party. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then they gave me the award and I was, uh, and uh, it was, it was a shock, a surprise. You know, I, 
I didn't expect it. And, uh, you know, and, uh, but I've, I've continued to carry the torch and, you know, it was, it was nice this last weekend. I got to be on good morning, Arizona. And, and uh, you know, so it's, it's fun. It's always fun going back to the hometown and, and they're, you know, they, uh, they celebrate your success. I mean, that's, that's always cool. very exciting. Very exciting for you. Where can people see pursuit because they should seek it out. It's a fun ride. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, pursuits, pursuits on voodoo, Apple TV, um, any kind of on-demand streaming service. Um, it'll be on the actual streamers in a couple of months, but for now it's, it's kind of the rental. Uh, there is still in some theaters. Um, I think it's in theaters, uh, for another week. So you can catch it in theaters. Uh, there's probably, there's about 30 of them around the country. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, if, if you've got Apple TV an iPhone or anything, you know, you, you, you can, can find it. You can find Pursuit. With wish you much success with this film and look forward to having you back on to talk about the Golden State Killer. And uh, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you, Jan. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. If you have missed any of the Jam Price Show's All About Movies, you can go to my website, thejampriceshow.com, where all the shows are archived. Also, you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Also, go to our YouTube channel. And while you're there, subscribe and like us. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Jam Price Show. Thank you all for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies.